So welcome into chapter five. We are focusing on two main areas here. Uh, first area is going to be fungal infections, and the second area is going to be viral infections, neither of which should be confused with our previous chapter, chapter four, in which we discussed bacterial infections. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's take a look. This is, um, while this will be available for podcast, um, this is definitely a more visual um, lecture than normal just because I've, I've put so many pictures in the PowerPoint. Don't forget that your PowerPoints are available in the content section of D2L. And again, uh, as you know, the lectures are available via podcast as well. All you have to do is search PTC Pharmacy Tech Lecture Series and you will find it there. All right, so fungi and fungal diseases. Let me knock this out of the way here. So fungi are single cell organisms, and some great examples of fungi would be mushrooms, yeasts, and molds. Those are excellent examples here. So right off the bat, I'm going to pull our study guide over here, and I'm going to highlight off that we have talked about examples of fungus. So what I want to do is let's just go ahead and jump into what are some of the drugs um, that treat these fungi, okay? Um, here's a couple. Uh, the first one is called clotrimazole. You may have already come across it in clinic. The next one listed here is a drug called griseofulbin, okay, or grispeg. So here's an example of clotrimazole. Now, clotrimazole comes in a cream. You'll see it here. It comes as an over-the-counter cream. It also comes as a um, it comes as a prescription cream as well. Um, there is also a clotrimazole that is by prescription only that is made with something called betamethasone. You may have seen this as well. Here's a great picture of it, and this is uh, this is an antifungal with a steroid, and of course the steroid is going to help with any kind of inflammation. So this is a great example of um, kind of a combination drug. Going back to this one, this is going to help with fungi in the mouth. If you remember back in Farm 101, you may have talked or you should have seen um, the drug form called a troche. And a troche is similar to a lozenge. Now, when you all think of a lozenge, you'll probably think of a cough drop. And you'll think of that kind of that candy shell or a... It's a very smooth, that, that is not what a troche is. A troche is shaped like a lozenge. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit more round, um, but it, the texture of it is a tablet. So I would almost equate it to, it's like sucking on a Tums. That would be, that would be a great example, okay? So clotrimazole comes in a couple of different forms. Here is clotrimazole. Again, it is over-the-counter. This is for vaginal yeast infection. However, you know, if a child, you know, if this were laying around the house and a child had ringworm um, on their back, you could put this on there. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help in the same regard. Oh, I did, I did have clotrimazole and beta-methasone. Look at there. So that's another great example of clotrimazole. Here is griseofulvin. Um, the liquid form of this drug... You have to be very careful with it. It's extremely sticky. Um, I made a big mistake one time when I was 
working in a pharmacy. It was probably back in around 2005. I was rearranging some shelves and I had a bunch of, and this is glass bottle, if you'll notice, um, had a bunch of glass bottles on one shelf. And of course I dropped the shelf and it shattered everywhere. Um, it was just not, um, it was not a good start. Um, it was actually, I want to say it was my first couple of days in that location. It was not a good start, not a good introduction for me to the rest of the uh, staff, but uh, it worked out eventually. Grispeg um, is the Griseofulvin tablet version of this antifungal. Um, and the thing about Grispeg and Griseofulvin, um, especially with children, and again, this is going to be used with children um, mostly for fungal infections. They want to make sure to take this with a fatty meal. If we're talking about infants or something along those lines, um, uh, whole milk, um, you want to do you want to do something fatty to help absorb the drug so that it doesn't upset the stomach. Here are some more antifungals. Ketoconazole, nystatin, terbinafine, and terconazole. Z-O-L-E. You'll notice that suffix there. Um, this is actually common in um, in pharmacology, and I'm going to kind of give you a couple of different examples here. I'll kind of type it out so that you can kind of see what it is that I'm talking about. <clears throat> let me type. Let me increase the size of the lettering. So, so the suffix zol. Now, what I've told you guys, what I especially told you all in chapter four, is that you want to watch out for the suffixes. Um, suffixes can kind of indicate what the drugs are, and with Zol specifically, this is one of the few suffixes that reach over multiple uh, categories. For example, you already know here, antifungals, you've seen that. However, you will also see Zol with PPIs, which are proton pump inhibitors. And these are for GERD, like uh, gastroesophageal reflux disease. Um, so you're talking about um, drugs like um, omeprazole or um, pantoprazole, lansoprazole. Um, those are your those are your prevacids, your prolosex, those types of things. You'll also find zole in a couple of isolated areas, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I know there's one. Um, I want to say it's Aricept. I know there's one um, Alzheimer's medication that ends in Zol, but I cannot remember which drug it is. No, nope, that's not it. I don't remember right off the top of my head. It may not even be Alzheimer's. It might be, no, it might be um, Abilify. It might be, yeah, there we go. It was Abilify, and this is actually, um, this is for, this is for, uh, this is classified as an antipsychotic, um, aripiprazole. I can't even pronounce all of them sometimes. Um, I'm not, I haven't done a lot of work with Abilify. So anyway, again, just some examples of the suffix zol. Um, so I'm going to type Abilify there as kind of an example as well. Okay. All right. So. That out. Um, nystatin specifically, again, cream, ointment, 
uh, liquid. A lot of these are going to be available in a liquid form. Uh, Turconazole is not. Turconazole, let me talk about the nystatin first. I'm kind of jumping all over the place, so let me try to re re reel this in a little bit. Nystatin, it comes in a cream and an ointment and a liquid. You are going to hear about nystatin in the magic mouthwash piece in the content section of D2L. So you'll want to keep that in mind. Nystatin, very commonly given to infants because of thrush. And of course, you can't ask an infant to drink nystatin. What you actually have to do is use a Q-tip and dab the Q-tip in the nystatin and then spread the nystatin inside their mouth. Ketoconazole or Nizoral, it does come in a capsule form. It is also commonly dispensed as a shampoo. Um, Nizoral shampoo, 1% is over the counter. 2.5% is behind the counter. Terbinafine or Lamisil, um, you'll know, you've probably heard of Lamisil in the form of um, uh, like the cream, the foot section of the pharmacy, athlete's foot. However, they make an oral tablet of Lamisil as well. And we, I think we'll be talking about that in just a little bit. Terconazole mostly is utilized in the, as a prescription drug for um, vaginal yeast infections. So here's ketoconazole in its tablet form. And um, here's ketoconazole as a cream. And here it is as the shampoo, as I said. And I think I said 2.5%, I meant 2%, excuse me. Here is the over-the-counter version, which is 1%. Here is Nystatin. This part comes with a dropper. However, most pharmacies have stopped carrying this for cost reasons because it's much cheaper just to carry this version of Nystatin. Here's Nystatin cream. And this is an example of thrush, what we would be treating. I hope you didn't watch this before lunch. Here is Lamisil uh, as an over-the-counter treatment for athlete's foot. And again, uh, the generic name of this is Terbinafine. Here is Lamisil tablets, and um, you may come across issues as far as insurance is concerned. I'm not going to bog you down with that information. That's something that you'll just learn as you go along, but um, it, it can give you trouble from an insurance standpoint. Here is terconazole, and again, uh, I said as a prescription form, it is utilized to treat vaginal yeast infection. They make both a cream, which um, is 0.4%. They also make terconazole suppositories as well. Other antifungals that you may become familiar with include fluconazole. You should have come across that in clinic by now. Um, fluconazole, I'll talk about that one in just a second. The brand name is called Diflucan. And itraconazole, not really utilized that much anymore. Sporinox. Because of Lamisil, which Lamisil treats fungus, the Lamisil tablet version treats fungus under the nail. Um, that's kind of what itraconazole used to be used for. But the, the issue with that is um, it can um, it can cause liver damage. Um, so you have to be very careful with that. Um, and I think that it's kind of just gone away. Fluconazole tablets. So what makes Diflucan or Fluconazole the game changer? When this came out quite quite a few years ago, um, this was the first single dose treatment. You'll notice it says one tablet, one card, one tablet. Um, it was a single dose treatment for yeast infections. And the majority of our yeast infections that we treat are post-antibiotic use. 
Um, so some doctors will actually give this tablet to take before starting the antibiotics and one to take after the course of antibiotics is over. Um, but again, not having to utilize a cream or anything like that. This is a this is an oral tablet. Um, when it came out, it was certainly revolutionary. And like I said, you may have already seen it at this point. Here is an example of fluconazole as far as an injection is concerned. And here is fluconazole as an um, as a uh, reconstitutable liquid um, that we do dispense sometimes, especially for children. Um, again, here's Spornox, kind of just the uh, an example of it. Here are some examples of the toenail fungus that we would be treating. Um, and of course, as you move farther to the right, this is what we are wanting to treat, especially with those Lamisil tablets. Here are some more examples as well. But this is a before and after with the use of Lamisil. So how do we typically dispense antifungals? They're really given in three different types. Topical agents, so your creams and your ointments. IV agents, intravenous, and systemic agents. And the systemic agents are going to be your tablets, your capsules, and your liquids. Antifungals do carry some side effects. Some report even serious side effects. So the patient needs to uh, pay close attention. We need to pay close attention as far as uh, making sure that we don't overdose the patient um, because overdosing with antifungals can occur. How far are we into the video? Okay. I'm just going to try to get through antifungals, so we're running a little bit longer than usual. So clotrimazole, as we talked about at the very beginning, is effective against oral candidiasis, which uh, is the medical term for thrush. Um, and as we already talked about, they come in a troche. Here is griseofulvin. Remember the sticky liquid that I talked about. And also it comes in a tablet form as well. Ne uh, used for fungal infections of hair, skin, and nails. Remember that I said take with fatty meals. If it is a child, it needs to be something like whole milk. Um, and the patient needs to avoid the sun with here. And of course, I put a whole picture of whole milk. As far as Nystatin is concerned, again, also used for oral candidiasis, and don't forget about the magic mouthwash piece in the content section of D2L. It is often used in a liquid form. You want to make sure to swish and swallow, and here's the kitty cat um, with a mouthful. So, again, magic mouthwash is going to be talked about in the content section of D2L. You may even want to pull it up while this lecture is going on. It is equal parts of Nystatin, lidocaine, Benadryl, and milk of magnesia. I go into much more detail in the content section, so I will ask you to go there to look at it. Terbinafine or Lamisil kills fungus instead of inhibiting the growth. The oral tablet can either be taken in phases of 6 weeks or 12 weeks, depending on what we're trying to treat. If it is the fingernails, it is 6 weeks. If it's 12 weeks, uh, it is for the toenails. There's also the topical form for ringworm, also for athlete's foot. This is a great example of what ringworm would look like on a patient. You want to be very careful um, with your salad drugs. Remember what salad drugs are, sound alike, look alike drugs. Lamisil, Lamotyl, Lamictal, all sound very similar. We've already talked about fluconazole and what made it so revolutionary with its single dose tablet. I'm really going to skip over itraconazole. Um, again, uh, I've already talked about the toxicity to the liver, talked about what it is specifically for as far as these nail fungi. And 
that is it for fungi. So before I sign off here, let's take a look at our study guide. So we talk about examples of fungus, targets of fungal infection. So where can fungal infections occur? We've already talked about that. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. We talked about Spornox. We talked about Nystatin. We talked about Lamisil. We talked about Griseofulvin. Mycelex is that Clotrimazole troche. Um, here's Clotrimazole here. And Diflucan. And Turconin. We talked about that. Okay. So that is where we are thus far. I will pick it up with viral infections.